This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Audible. If you're listening to this podcast right now, then I'm going to assume that you would also enjoy listening to audiobooks. Whether you're interested in business, history, comedy, science fiction, or romance, Audible has thousands of titles for you to choose from. We want you to try out Audible for free, so if you head to our link, you'll get a 30-day free trial and a free book. So go to audibletrial.com slash local hustlers podcast to redeem your trial today. Again, that's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, trial.com slash local hustlers podcast. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast. East Valley locals, get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn learn from. And now, your hosts, Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers podcast. This week, we're super excited to be here with Mike DeGuano with Kaizen Martial Arts. How's it going, Mike? It's going awesome, man. How are you guys doing? Doing We're good. Fantastic. Great to have you. I'm excited, yeah. For sure. Well, let's take a couple minutes before we uh, get into the business and Mm -hmm. uh, tell us about yourself. Get a little background on your life. Yeah, I'm a Gilbert native, born and raised here in Arizona and nice. everything, and um, yeah, I love this state, man. I've been traveling all over, but this is, Arizona's just, this it's is awesome, home. man. It, it's so home, yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the aspects. You could go anywhere and kind of get that change of scenery within 30 minutes, you know? So, For sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love this place. Um, but yeah, I've been doing martial arts my entire life since I was five years old. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, I'm 40 now, so too long, man. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm, feeling I'm feeling the burn, but you know, it's good. It's good. It keeps me young. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm just, uh, I like outdoor stuff. Um, but I'm also the kind of guy that, yeah, if you can't get a hold of me, I'm just Netflixing for the day, leave uh-huh. me alone. So, nice. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, I'm just me, just living life and enjoying every day. So, yeah, yeah definitely. So, five years old, that's when you got started with that's, martial arts. Yep, yep. That's when my parents got me into it. Uh, started off in, in Taekwondo when I was five, uh-huh. got my black belt in there when I was 12. And, um, yeah, just been into it ever since. You wow. Know? Yeah, my dad. Uh, my dad put me in there. Um, his brother uh, was also into martial arts too, and he okay. did it through off the military, and he okay. was like, "It's super good for you know the kids and the discipline and all yeah. of that." So, definitely put me into it, and then I loved it. He loved it. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of that little bond thing that me and him had. He never done it before, but. You know, is that one thing that you can bring your kid to and enjoy together? So. And did he do it with you when he when you started at five? Did no, he start? I, no, he didn't do it with me. He was a he was a police officer. Okay. Um. So he definitely had some combat right. training, you know, yeah. for sure. But he's more the stand and shoot guy than the <laughs> throw the kicks and punches guy. <laughs> but uh, no, he was super supportive. My whole family was supportive, and and like I said, there was a lot of times I remember just me and him hanging out. You know, after class we'd go get pizza or something. It was just kind of that yeah. son dad thing to mm-hmm. do. So yeah, that kept me really motivated up uh up until about 12 years old when i was a black belt and unfortunately my studio closed down at the time um and i took a little break but then found another place got right back into it again and and just been sailing ever since man yeah Yeah. so do you focus on taekwondo or have you uh, brought in other art forms um i've brought in other art forms so a lot of times people you know and and in my position, they go one of two ways. They'll like stay with one style and they'll try and get up as high rank as they can uh-huh. in that certain style, you know. Um, I kind of went the other route to where like I, I would get my black belt in one style and then I'd kind of see, okay, what else is out there? 
Uh-huh. And so my next style that I started was uh, an American Kempo style, which is more like a self-defense style. Like Taekwondo mm. is a traditional, a lot of kicking and everything. Yeah. And Kempo is more of the, the hands-on self-defense side. And, and I, I just I fell in love with the different aspects of it yeah. and everything. And then I got my black belt in there. And, and my instructor at the time ended up going to open up his own place and starting his style. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll follow you, you know. And there was another change. So, uh-huh. yeah, I've actually got a... Uh, four black belts in four different styles as really? well. So yeah, wow. instead of sticking with the one thing, I've kind of tried to get my hand into a bunch of different stuff. And doing that's been amazing because it's allowed me to kind of pick and choose, you know, what's working the best out of everything, yeah. and then you know put that into what we're doing right now. So I do have my own style. Of, I don't want to say my own style, but the style we do at, at Kaizen is Shotokan, which is a very traditional Japanese style. But we also blend in a lot of things from other aspects that work. So right. it keeps it fresh, keeps it fun. And yeah, the kids seem to enjoy it. So I know I enjoyed it. So. <laughs> is that common for people to to be a black belt? And you said four different categories of martial arts. Or do people mostly just try to stick to one thing and, and get as good as that as possible? I, I think I, I know more people that have just stuck with one uh-huh. thing. You know, they like the whole, oh, I like getting up there and getting right. to my fifth, sixth, seventh and being yeah. like the highest rank of this person. And, um, you know, it just depends on the person too, you know. And then yeah. there are some people that like martial arts and then decide to go into MMA and do more of the hardcore kickboxing or boxing mm-hmm. or into jiu-jitsu and wrestling and, you know, but... I think uh, I think as long as they're you know sticking with that foundation of martial arts, a lot of people love that, and everybody's got their own path for it. So, yeah. but yeah, it is definitely more common. You see people that they try and stay on the one one path. Mm-hmm. So, what, what intrigued you to kind of dabble and, and try out different things? Uh, I don't know if I have ADD or something, but <laughs> like, like I hate, hate being bored and doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, I love, love moving around doing stuff. So, I think just the fact that there is something new and different out there. You know, I did Taekwondo for so long. And then when I switched to Kempo, just how crazy different it was as far as the training and what the focus was. And, you know, we went from doing more just forms and techniques of Taekwondo to more hands-on self-defense and protecting yourself and learning all aspects of that. That that was just a total, you know, just a total new dimension for me. And so, yeah, it really, really intrigued me doing that. And I'm like, okay, well that's like that. I wonder what else is out there. So yeah, yeah I, I definitely, you know, need something that keeps me excited. I don't, I don't like being bored. So for sure. Yeah. For sure. As a kid, when your parents started making you go, was there ever a period of time where you didn't want to go or did you immediately fall in love and you've been wanting to go ever since? I'd like to say I was just always in love with it. Yeah. I'm sure my parents would probably have a different story. I'm sure I fought <laughs> with them like uh, most most kids do. Now that, now that I'm the instructor and I have students I can right. kind of see. And yeah. I'm like, I wonder if I was like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like I've always loved it and never really wanted to get out of it. You know, there was a period when I first... Uh, when my first studio shut down that I took a little break and, you know, I dabbled in other sports and soccer and things like that, but something about karate just kind of brought me back to it. So, you know, I'm sure I was a pain in the butt sometimes and fought (laughs) with my parents about going all the time, but, um, no, for the most part, it it was always something that I loved to do. And and again, very supportive parents that kept, kept me motivated and they were, I'm sure they were like, yeah, you do whatever you want to do. But I think I was just always the karate kid. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And so you have a pretty impressive resume when it comes to, to martial arts. So you're an Thank eight-time you. state champion, two-time yes. national champion, and then and you're in the martial arts hall of fame as well. Yes, yeah. So I when I switched to my second uh, style of karate, that kempo, um, there was a point, and this probably goes back to your previous question, where I was getting a little bored with 
with just classes yeah. and everything like that. But luckily, my instructor at the time um, was was big into competitions when he was doing martial arts, and mm-hmm. so he started introducing me to tournaments and everything. And he actually threw a local circuit here in Arizona as well. Um, and so when that started up, he got me into competing, and that completely just revamped everything. Yeah, you know, it wasn't just the same old show up to class every night and you know go home. It was now I'm training for something, competing against other people, and and I, I can honestly say that probably <clears throat> saved me. You know, because like I said, I was getting kind of bored and I might have quit, but yeah. you know, that definitely lit a fire under me. Yeah. So definitely kept me going. Um, did a lot of local stuff and, and started winning. And, you know, I like that feeling. So <laughs> kept doing it, <laughs> yeah. kept wanting to win and, and just got Makes really sense. heavy into it. And had a, a bunch of great instructors that trained me really well. And after winning a lot of local stuff, he was like, you know, it's time we start taking some students and go to more national stuff. So started doing that and didn't win there but you know traveling and meeting new people and, yeah. and just seeing what else is out there and you know going to different states all over the country that was just super exciting yeah. so got heavy into that and then started practicing started getting better and and you know the longer you're in there the more you start kind of developing your own your own style of, of doing things and started getting better and started getting up there in the ranks too and yeah at the height i was i was uh you know top three in the country for a while there um two-time national champion and um yeah it just it's just one of those things that it's like you can't really man it was just such a a great time it was so different traveling and and uh, one of the best things about it too is is after a while because my parents would start to go with me when i was young but then mm-hmm. when i started turning 16 17 and i was like i need to go to a tournament almost every month yeah i was I gonna start- say how old were you during this whole so yeah i started competing when i was like 14 like locally here and then uh-huh. around 15 uh, 15 16 i started getting into more of the national stuff um and there's a national tournament almost every other month so gotcha. you know flying hotels you know staying a few days and everything started getting a little pricey and um, my parents were very trusting, very cool. And they got me my own credit card and they're like, here you go. And they started sending me, you know, by myself going places and <laughs> hanging out in a hotels room with the American express card. <laughs> I'm sure they kept a close eye on the bill, but, uh, <laughs> that's pretty trusting. It, it really was. Yeah. So it, it was a good time, you know, got to do that by myself, got that freedom, but, um, you know, met a lot of good friends and everything. And even though it was, you know, different parts of the country, most of the same people would show up. So you make a lot of cool friends and you get to see each other hang out for a while and, yeah. you know, compete together, party together. And mm-hmm. it just was a real fun time in my life. So, yeah, I'm re- really, really happy that I get to actually, you know, put that back onto the students and have them enjoy it the way that I enjoyed it yeah, too. So, for sure. Yeah. And when did you stop competing and then just focus more on, on teaching martial arts? Probably towards like my... I would say more like mid twenties mm-hmm. started really getting more into like the, the teaching and managing side of it around then I started managing a karate school for a friend of mine and, um, yeah, didn't really have a lot of time to train anymore. Like I wanted to, and, um, you know, life gets crazier when you get a little bit older. So, yeah. you know, got, got a little bit different into, you know, just hanging out more here with friends and managing the business and stuff. And, and same thing, you know, trying to transfer my skills onto some of the students and, you know, it felt good to be a coach, you yeah. know, and, and put, put all, all of my energy into that and watching them enjoy it the way that I did. So, you know, I was like, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting old in <laughs> karate. Once you get to like mid twenties, you're like, retiring age yeah you know, your body can't take yeah yeah if you've been doing it for so long after that you're like you're an old man at that point gotcha. your knees are failing and your back hurts you uh-huh. know so and you're like 26 you know complaining about it so yeah. so i kind of took it easy and let my kids you know suffer through all that now so um yeah but it was really fun you know putting that on them and and letting them kind of get the, the enjoyment the same way that i did and 
and you know running the karate school too and and you know now i'm doing curriculum and and putting classes together and, mm-hmm. and programs together it was just an, another side of martial arts i hadn't been doing and yeah. like i said i need something new so yeah. so now that i got into that that boosted my excitement and put my focus into that so yeah about mid-20s i started doing that and um around that time too i also uh started a long distance relationship i met somewhere from california um uh, my ex-wife at the time, that's where she was from. So I did move to there for a couple years, um, started a little family. And then we came back here because of karate. Uh, so a couple years out in California, but then came right back here and, and uh, started uh, managing another studio for another friend of mine and just got right back in the swing of things. Yeah. So yeah, it's just always been something that's been a passion of mine and always something that I've looked for new ways to expand and mm-hmm. keep me interested in it. And just never stopped. Yeah. Let's dig into the teaching part for a little bit. Sure. So it's one thing to be a master of the martial art. It's yep. another thing to be a teacher of exactly. the martial art, right? Yes, yes. Uh, in, in other sports, it's well known that uh, the best really had a hard time teaching others. Like Michael yeah. Jordan failed as a basketball coach. Mike Magic Johnson was right. the best basketball coach. Wayne Gretzky wasn't the best hockey coach. Exactly. And these were like the, yep. best, the best at their trade. You being a, a national champion... Um, how have you bridged that gap between uh, your dominance in practicing the art and becoming a master teacher? You know, I, that's a great question. I don't know if I even have like an answer for it. Like I've, I got into teaching early before I even got into competing. And um, I don't know if it's just my personality. You know, I've never really been too much of a shy person. Um, but I think also, too, my instructors really helped me out with with the fact that you know, when you start teaching, it's it's very nerve wracking. You know, public speaking, everybody's scared of that. And and I'm a 14 year old kid, and I'm supposed to be teaching like adults how to do martial arts. I'm like, these guys have kids my age, and I'm supposed to be teaching them something. Right. So, um, but my instructor was really good uh, with reminding me that, look, man, you've been doing this for how long? You know, you you do this longer than most people go to you know become doctors in college. You know, you've been doing this for 15 years. You're a high-ranking black belt. They're brand new. They're starting. You're in charge. You know, you're, and so that that kind of helped me boost my confidence and to get more comfortable with teaching and everything. And and I just, you know, I, I enjoy meeting new people. Uh, I've never had a problem with you know getting along with people. I feel I can mix and mingle with a lot of a lot of different you know personalities and stuff. And so that's definitely helped. And I just really enjoy working with kids. And I guess putting that passion of martial arts that I have mixed with that just helped me become a better teacher and I I had some real good role models you know growing up as well so that definitely helped Um, but yeah it is really hard I I I know tons of national champions that are just the best in the world at martial arts but couldn't teach you know a a kid or or run a seminar or anything like that but they get out there and they're just amazing at their Mm -hmm. at their job Um, and then vice versa you know I know really great instructors but yet they can't perform a lot of the moves you know that they're trying to teach and stuff like that so you know um to be able to have both sides of me, I feel very blessed to do it. And honestly, I really, I just kind of equated to having good role models growing up. So, yeah. No, that's cool that your instructors entrusted you as a young teenager, 14 years old. Yeah. Having you teach adults. And, and uh, so you're, you're mastering the trade of teaching at the same time that you're mastering. The exactly. Martial arts. So that's, exactly. That's great. Yeah, I love, I'm definitely somebody that likes learning new stuff and, and, and trying to get into something new that gets my focus and putting my energy into it. So, yeah, the more that got thrown at me, the more I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah. Growing up, while you were competing, did you have intentions of, of 
being a teacher and being an instructor when you were kind of retiring from that stage? Or what, like, what was your plan for the future while you were competing? I did. Like, I always knew I wanted to be a martial artist and work in martial arts uh-huh. schools. You know, I, I, I went to college for a while and you okay. know, tried business courses and things like that. But it just... I, I never could get the martial arts out of out of my head. Yeah. So, you know, and I figured, you know, I was, I was, you know, a young kid and I'm like, oh, you know what? You know, I don't need college. You know, I'm already running karate school. So I'll just, I'll just stick to that. Yeah. But the, the cool thing is like, even in the martial arts uh, world, you know, there's that business side of it. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of great seminars and a lot of great people out there that teach how to run amazing schools. And I'm like, okay, look, if I'm going to be a, you know, martial arts instructor and mm-hmm. that's what I want to do with my life because I love it then I'm going to go learn from these guys you yeah. know that are directly doing and teaching what I want to do so right. that's kind of where I put my focus in as far as um, you know learning the business side of it and and not a lot of people are very lucky enough to you know have a job that they love you know that their passion is also what they do I know For sure I got a few friends I went to college and graduate degrees and they don't do anything close to what they got the degree in you know so yeah. the fact that I, I get to teach and it's something I'm passionate about and now I get to do it full time as a living too is just a super big blessing and you know I'll, if, if I can't teach anymore I'll probably be sitting in a chair on the sidelines at the studio making sure that you know my instructors are right. doing the same thing I'm doing so right. yeah I'm definitely going to be in it for the long haul yeah love it yeah. Um, and up until because re- recently you just started your own business. So up yes. until then, have you just been, I guess, as an instructor for other companies? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of cry schools that I've worked for, I've just been managing them yeah. um, as, as the owner or, you know, with the owner and everything. Um, and then basically my last cry school. Me and the, the owner kind of butted heads a little bit as far as like where we wanted the studio to go to. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, we just started like seeing our paths were kind of going the different way of what we wanted to lead it. And, and um, luckily at the time, um, a friend of mine, she came into some money and she was like, you know, look, you are amazing at what you're doing. Um, I can tell you're not really happy here. So let's let's kind of go into this together and let me help fund your martial arts school <laughs> and so with with her funding and everything we were able to open this place up um and so she's been very supportive as far as the background with you know the financial part and um she still definitely helps me out with like the computer and paperwork stuff yeah. I'm, I'm not i'm not the organized type guy <laughs> she's the one with the ocd and i love it so you know <laughs> she, she takes care of that end of it and basically, I'm just, you know, making sure that the school is running right, you know, putting the programs together. Um, and so it, it was definitely a blessing for her to be able to do that for me. Yeah. Um, so shout outs to Melissa for that. Um, and, and she's still involved with it big time. And, and the students love her just as much. So I, I just couldn't be happier with being able to do that. Because, again, it's something new in my martial arts career that I haven't done before. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, I honestly, I had like a five year plan and, you know, I'm going to try and get my own school going. And, uh-huh. and she was like, forget Six the five year plan. Five days. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, let's <laughs> just do it, you know, and just, just made it happen. So, yeah. you know, we got it up and running real quick and kind of a weird time to do it, but uh, <laughs> definitely, it was definitely interesting when we were getting it open with everything else that's going on in the world yeah. in the last yeah. year. So Melissa, that's the name of your, your partner that yes. financed you. So did she know, I was curious, did she know that you had a desire to, to start up your own company? Because I know there's so many people out there that have the skills and desires like you that want to start something, but just don't have the means, don't have the finances. And there's right. so many Melissa's out there that have those finances and are able to help. So how are you able to, how are people able to connect with those people and find the people that can help them start up their businesses? Yeah. I mean, I was very lucky to, to have, uh, to find her, you know, like I said, she got her kids into martial arts with me and yeah. she saw 
how I worked with her kids and not just her kids, but you know, all the kids and everything. And, um, you know, she saw the passion that I had and, um, she definitely had that faith that, you know, she straight up told me, if you do this, you're going to be amazing at it, you know, and she's always been very positive and, and very, um, you know, a cheerleader of mine, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes when I even fell down, she's the one that would, you know, call me out, pick me up and, and, you know, kick my butt to keep me moving. Yeah. Um, and so it was just, it was just a, a very, very thankful blessing to, to have her step in at that point in time where, you know, I was kind of fading out of my one place and, and she was able to provide this for us. And, yeah. and she's, she's been an entrepreneur her entire life as well. She's owned businesses since she was like 17, wow. you know, so she's, she's always had that entrepreneurial mindset. So, um, you know, with her having that and then me having my skill and my passion, you know, coming together, we were both just like, this is, this is not, we're not going to lose, you know, yeah. it's such a win-win. And so, and it has been, you know, and she's very personable too and, and loves the students and the students love her, call her the karate mom, you know? So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it was just a very big, you know, blessing to have her come in at that point of our lives and, and, and to be able to do this for me. And yeah, it, it, it's hard because I do know a lot of people that have the same dreams that I do. And you're right, you know, the finances might be the toughest thing to, to get a part of. And, um, you know, again, there's that perseverance, you know, you, yeah. you, you try and look for it. And if you get shut down, cool, there's a million different avenues you can go, you know, find a different way of funding, you know, friends, family, loans. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where honestly, sometimes you just got to take what you can take, you know, and and make it work from there. It's, it's do what's right for you. Do what feels good. Definitely. You know, don't put yourself in a horrible situation. Uh, but at the same time, you, you just got to really push through it and realize like, okay, I, this isn't exactly ideal, but I know if I do this and I work it like this, it could all turn out in the end. And as long as you have that end goal in mind and you don't let anything deter you, I think, I think it can happen for you. Mm-hmm. A lot of people for Perfect. sure. So. And does she have a martial arts background or does she just believe in you? Uh, she does not. She put her kids into martial arts uh-huh. and kind of saw how I worked with the kids. And from that point on, she was just sold. Okay. You know, she's like, if this could work for my kids, you know, it could work for any kids. And <laughs> you're so good with the kids. And she just had that belief in me. So, yeah, she had no problem doing it. And, you know, I'm totally thankful for her for doing that. And whether it's her kids or somebody else's kids, walk us through a typical journey for a kid and the growth that you see in their confidence and their coordination and their development. Yeah. Like, like uh, for parents that are considering putting their kids in martial arts, sure, tell sure. us the story of that uh, trajectory of growth. Uh, that's a great, great question. Yeah. So typically, you know, if a student comes in and they have no experience in martial arts or anything, um, a lot of times the parents do. Like, there's a lot of people out there that have tried martial arts at some point of their life. Mm-hmm. I always meet people. Oh yeah, I did karate when I was a kid. And, you know, <laughs> this or that, or they at least know about it. You yeah. know, they know that karate. I watched is good Karate Kid. Exactly. When I was a... <laughs> yeah, I just binge Netflix and uh, Cobra Kai this last last night so they know a little something about it um so so they kind of have an understanding of what karate is a little bit about um but i i think it's surprising when they actually do get their kid in there what we really do you know um as far as like my studio and and my melissa studio the way that we run it is it's really focused around the life skills of it you know, karate is great physically, you know, good workout, self-defense, you know, you're going to get strong, you're going to get flexible and coordinated. Um, but one of the things that kind of sets us apart is we focus more on like the life skills that you're going to be working on. So the focus, the, the discipline, the respect, the confidence. So usually when a kid comes in, um, they're nervous, you know, they're scared. It's a, 
we, we do it so the first lesson is always just a private lesson you know it's just me and the kids and the family so yeah. they come in by themselves so they kind of get used to seeing the studio and, and jumping out on the map but it's not intimidating because right. you don't have a million other people right. there um, so we just go through through some of the basic karate skills and you know show them some basic punches and kicks and you know what an attention stance is or how to sit still and sit up straight to pay attention and immediately start talking to them about you know good discipline doing things the first time they're told and how that not only makes the teachers happy because you're you're following the directions but also you do the stuff at home with mom and dad and all of a sudden they're happy too you know mom and dad tells you to make your bed and you do it the first time mom and dad are gonna be thrilled with that so you know showing them that all the life skills that we teach in karate is stuff that is going to you know translate into outside the karate school and so, you know, we just try to make that first lesson as fun as possible for the kids. And it's always more about just going out there and doing your best. And, you know, I don't care if you do the techniques right. You're a beginner. You're not supposed to be doing them right, you know. But just go out there, have some fun, get the body motions down. And then, you know, after that first class, then we invite them back to try out the, the regular classes. So now they're in there with other students. Mm -hmm. um, so they kind of see that, you know, martial arts is a fun individual thing, but it's also an awesome high energy like group effort too. You know, so even though you're with a big group and you're all training together, it's not like, you know, if one person's doing it wrong, the whole class fails. You know, it's still very individual, but you have the camaraderie, you have the friendship that you're building in the class. So kids are really liking that. So they get in there, they, they see that everybody's really friendly, everybody has a positive vibe. And, and that's one of the cool things about, you know, having my own place is we can kind of pick and choose who we want to actually have a student, you know, and I want to make sure that all my students there are friendly, that they're personable and um, you know, that they're in it for the right reasons. You know, if they want to, if the parent brings a kid in and they want to turn their kid into the next, you know, UFC champion, you know, and just work on cage fighting, well, we're not the place for you. You know, there's other places like that. You know, we've got other, other focuses that we want to work on. Um, so as the kids get into the beginner classes and they start, you know, doing the moves more often and they, they can kind of see that their coordination is getting better. Um, you know, they're becoming a little bit more fluid. They're, they're memorizing the moves and everything. You can just see their confidence grow, you know, with repetition, you know, that confidence is going to just get better because, you know, they're obviously getting better in their skill and they're getting more used to it. So, uh, that's one of the ways that we build the confidence with them as far as like, you know, you, you could see in the mirror, you know, how good you're doing and now you're hitting the target harder. And yeah. It just makes you feel good because physically you, you feel yourself improving. You're getting lower in the splits or, you know, something like that. But at the same time, we just keep working with them on their mindset. We keep, you know, talking to them about how karate should be used or karate, you know, value should be used outside of karate school. So we do things like, um, we do like a good job notes. So the parents have to write a note every time their kid shows, you know, discipline at home. You know, Johnny put his, uh, dishes in the sink the first time I asked them to after dinner they bring that in the kids get a stripe for it you know and they feel really good about getting that stripe so they go back and they do it again for mom and dad they do something else the first time so now the parents are getting involved too they're seeing how this is helping their kids do more things um, you know focus stripes for if they're getting good grades at school that means they're focusing with their teacher in the classroom they're trying hard they bring in their report card they get good grades they get stripes for it so you know just trying to relate that all the things that we're doing out here is helping them outside and that just really keeps the kids hooked on it and um the the longer they're with us the more values they're learning and and their skill grows and um i think that's one of the reasons we have such a high retention rate in our studio we don't have a lot of students that, that drop out it's because they're 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 always seeing their progress you know when you when you're doing something and then all of a sudden you feel like you're not progressing anymore or you're burning your wheels out you know that's when you start to fizzle out of things yeah so we do a really good job with our kids 
to making sure that they're always seeing that they're they're progressing. You know, look at how you wore this last belt. Now look at you. Look, you're kicking up here instead of down here anymore. You know, always feeling like they're hitting their next goals, and we keep them very goal orientated and, and driven through getting stripes and, and new belts and things like that. And um, I just think that keeps the kids motivated, and parents can see their confidence growing. They see all these life skills that they're starting to incorporate, and they really love the fact that we're very involved with the kids. And it's not just about karate. It's about mm-hmm. everything that they're doing with their lives. You know, I sometimes feel like a, a therapist sometimes because parents <laughs> will come in with their kids and Johnny had an incident in school today. Can you talk to him about it? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I love doing that. Yeah. yeah, we'll sit down. We'll talk to him about it. We'll figure out what happened. And, you know, we relate it back to some martial arts training, but also, you know, other ways that they can improve it. And, uh-huh. you know, and then we stay with them to make sure that that incident doesn't happen again or, you know, whatever happened is getting better. And. You know, it's just it's just cool because it's not just a hobby. You know, it's not just something the parents drop their kids off and then for thirty minutes they pick them up and that's it. You know, this is something that is actually kind of entwined with everything that they're yeah. doing. Yeah. So I love it. I love it. We did uh, a podcast a few months ago with uh, another individual who has a taekwondo studio. Yeah. And I was so impressed by it that uh, I asked my two youngest kids if they wanted to start. Yeah. And I told them about it and like, yeah, we do. Awesome. So awesome. Uh, we put them into school, and uh, they just had their first test last week for yellow belt. Nice, excellent. And and similar to what you uh, just shared, you know, it's it's more about the martial art. It's about the whole self and the sure. development of the of the kid. And and part of that testing is as parents, we had to we had to grade our kids on how well they obeyed and how yes, well they respected yes. and how they're doing in school. Perfect. Yeah. And, and we were honest on it. <laughs> good. And, good. <laughs> and, uh, and, and our instructor, he, to my son, he said, your parents say that you're not working hard in school. Mm-hmm. Is that true? He's like, yes, sir. Right. It's like, you will not be in my school any longer. If the next time we do this, they say that. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Got his attention, didn't it? (laughs) And you should see this kid the last three or four weeks since that time. Yeah. Where he's just like on fire, listening. Sure. Oh, definitely. Doing things on his own. Like, yeah. Yeah. So for all those parents that are on the fence, like, hey, should I put my kids in martial arts? My personal experience as a parent, uh, having never done it before myself, that it's been phenomenal for the confidence Mm -hmm. of my kids and also the overall character development and this integration of not only just their physical but also their character growth absolutely it takes a village you know and and sometimes you know as parents it's hard to recognize that like sometimes our kids just don't listen to us you know because we're parents and that that was something i struggled with becoming a parent too is is, you know if, if my kid didn't listen to me at home you know didn't do something the first time i asked or you know give me a little attitude or something and i'm like you know how come how come my kids not listen to me I teach 200 other kids a day how to do this right. And they're doing it. How come my kids aren't? They have to remind me, but your dad, you know, and sometimes like, oh yeah, okay. So sometimes having that outside influence, you know, can be, you know, just as effective, if not more as, as a parent can be. And then when the parent and, you know, that outside influence, like a martial arts instructor are on the same page and you're both tackling it, you know, that's just, it, it just really helps the kids to get focused yeah. on that. So. Yeah, that's awesome that they're doing that. Yeah. That's great. It's it's a great feeling to have somebody else, you know, have the same values as you yeah. and, you know, want the best for your kids. So For sure. So cool. Do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. 
honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pool's customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. Why does martial arts seem to correlate and go hand in hand with like all these life skills? Because when you sign up for like a, your kids for like a basketball or a soccer class, you, you don't expect them to be learning about respect and confidence and discipline and all these things. But with yeah. martial arts, you kind of feel like that those are some things that they're going to learn as well. And it's just important as learning the sport. Is it just like... Yeah. Um, is it just like a culture around it or is it there something within the sport that is also teaching them these things? That's a, that's a really good question. I've never had that question before. That's awesome. Um, you know, it is a little bit of the culture of the martial arts, you know, it is a little bit of, um, I guess like, you know, the hierarchy of the class, you still have that teacher student relationship. And so there has to be that respect that's involved. Um, and I guess just throughout, throughout the ages, you know, learning how to teach students you, you've got to reach them in in certain ways or else they're not going to be a student with you you know you, you've got to find ways to connect with your students you got to find ways to uh, make sure that they're enjoying their time but also getting the value out of it too and that they're seeing that um, and I think martial arts does a, a really great job of that because you know as far as like learning about the discipline and learning about that that there's that you know almost I don't want to say like military style, you know, drill instructor to, you know, mm-hmm. cadet, but you know, it's there, yeah. you know, you got the instructor that's making you work out, you know, pushing you to your limits and things. So, you know, there's a little bit of that, like you have to follow along with this guy or yeah. he's going to beat me up, but you know, we're <laughs> not going to beat up the students, but, um, but yeah, so there's a little bit of that, but the respect, you know, it, it starts in martial arts, you know, it's, it's always begins and ends with respect you know that's why we bow into the studio that's why we always bow to each other at the beginning and the classes so uh, that's just been passed down traditionally and so you know the kids love doing that the parents love seeing that too because it's not taught a lot nowadays you know so it's great to have a sport that you know centers around respect and everything instead of just a physical skill for sure um and then as far as you know other sports you you have to have discipline too in other sports you know you got to be able to practice you got to be able to do the drills on your own and you know have that willpower to do that and so that definitely correlates with martial arts but then you know the confidence peaks too because the better you are and your skill the more your confidence is going to peak as well um and just you know other things were like focus you know if you don't focus on karate you're gonna miss the pad you're gonna miss the drill so you know it all just kind of goes hands in hands with the teaching because you know if we teach the kids how to listen better and how to 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 to, you know look with their eyes listen with their ears control their bodies to make sure that all their attention is put on that one thing that they need to learn yeah yeah as an instructor my student is going to learn better but wait, where else can they do this? You know, they can do this at school. Same thing. You know, when you're at the desk, look at your teacher in the eyes. Sit up nice and straight. Don't fiddle around with your pencils. Show your body control. Same way you do in karate class. And all of a sudden, they're saying like, oh, if I'm doing that at school, I'm getting better grades. Oh, okay, cool. Where else can I do this? Yeah. You know, and it just it just really translate in into other aspects of their life. Even like, I took my kids to the movies the other day to go see Mortal Kombat. You know, and they're a bunch of jumping beans and everything. But I was like, hey guys. 
we're here to see a movie. Let's focus on the movie. What they do? They sat in the chairs. They kept their eyes on the, there. They kept their butts in the seat. You know, they weren't throwing popcorn at each other. You know, <laughs> they they used all the focus that they're learning when they're you know in karate class, and they use it to focus on the movie. You know, and yeah. So it just it's just really cool how all those life skills translate from martial arts, and you can really tie them into other other aspects. You know, and I think I think it also has to do with the instructor in the school you're at, because I know a lot of great karate schools that teach amazing martial arts, but they're not really into the life skills part of it. Uh-huh. You know, um, I but I, I really think especially nowadays um, with you know a lot of the stuff going on socially with you know social media and everything you really got to focus and pay attention to the kids and their development so yeah. i think some of the best martial arts schools out there are recognizing that too um to kind of get more into making sure that the kids are raised right yeah, and not... yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly no i love the name that you've chosen for your studio Thanks. Kaizen. <laughs> uh, and for those that aren't familiar with the kaizen it's a japanese word yep. it means continuous improvement right? exactly yep so talk to us a bit about how you chose that name what that you know what that name means to yeah. you how it uh, is uh, you know part of your school yeah absolutely um so several years ago um when i was working I'd say about in my early 20s at a martial arts school uh, a friend of mine opened up a martial arts school called kaizen and that was the first time I ever heard that word. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was a cool sounding word. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, that sounds tough. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but then, I, yeah, I started figuring out what it meant. And I just fell in love with that whole continuously improving aspect of it. And then the more I looked into it, the more I realized, like, oh, this is like a national, you know, multi. It's, it even goes into like Toyota. Yeah. You know, Toyota. It's has one of the that two mark. pillars of Toyota. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A lot of businesses do that. And um, I'll be just, you know, going to the gym or at the grocery store and somebody will walk up and be like, oh, Kaizen, improving, continuous improvement. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're in martial arts? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So it definitely branches out. So yeah. it's, you know, number one, it's very recognizable. But number two, it's, it's kind of the principle of how our martial arts studio is, you know, and how I think a lot of things should be. You know, you, you can't just always be perfect at everything. But if you focus on little continuous steps to improve every single time, eventually you're going to get there. You know, and it's the same thing in martial arts. That's why I tell the kids day one, I don't expect you to do this right. You know, but what I expect is you to learn a little bit today. And when you come back tomorrow, we get a little bit better than we were the day before. And if you're doing that, you're showing that continuous improvement. That's going to get you there. And every kid's a little bit different, too. You know, I have some kids that are, you know, let's, for example, they're both blue belts, but yet this kick, this kid can kick above his head and this kid can't. And so I know to the outside, I like, well, why is that kid the same level as that kid? Well, everybody's different. You know, the kid that's kicking, you know, above his head right now started at his chest, but he improved to here. The kid that's kicking at his belt level couldn't lift his leg above his knee two weeks ago and now he's raised it up there everybody's different you know some people have more talent than others and some people are just more physically able than others and um in martial arts i think that's the cool thing about it being such an individual sport is it doesn't matter if you're kicking as high as everybody else as long as you're kicking to your best and you're improving in your own way um and so that's really what we try and teach the kids and that's really what i'm trying to teach a lot of people it's like you know they don't have to be perfect but are they taking the right steps you know that's something that i've done in my life too where you know i used to get hard on myself where man i can't believe i did it like that god i suck you know but it's like okay hold on no what am i going to learn from this so the next time i can do it better and i think if, if a lot of people have that type of mindset then that's what's going to take you far I, I do have a lot of kids that are more the perfectionists in the studio yeah. you know if they don't do the kick the kick right they get really down on themselves yeah. and they're you know almost in tears and I, first thing i tell them is i go look i love 
that you're this upset that you didn't do it right because that tells me that you care okay but you got to do it the right way okay don't break down don't get down on yourself don't feel you know so bad but I love that you care that much. Now use it in a way that's going to make you better. Mm-hmm. You know, focus that energy into something more positive. Yeah, so yeah. we just keep that whole Kaizen attitude in everything we do. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I love just the idea of, and it work, It probably works with your business and any business owner. Like you can't expect to run a perfect business from right. day one. Like, right. As yeah. long as you're improving though, that's, that's what matters most. Exactly. And, and it's okay to get frustrated, but like you said, it's where you put that energy and put that towards to positive reinforcement and trying exactly. to Exactly. You know, everybody you know, has a bad day or, you know, some things go wrong, you know, or not how you expected it, you know? Okay, cool. Deal with it for five minutes and then move on to something else. You know, Mm -hmm. don't dwell on it, you know, recognize it, figure out what went wrong and then do something to improve it for the next time. So, yeah. 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 Why did you decide right off the bat that you wanted your business to, because you said a lot of, a lot of martial arts companies don't always focus on the life skills. So why is that something that you decided to emphasize on? Because I knew I wanted to, I knew I wanted to do this more for the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to do this for families and, and to improve kids' life because I know how much martial arts helped me when I was growing up. Yeah. And so I wanted to do that here. Um, you know, and, and with a lot of like the UFC getting very popular, a lot more jujitsu is getting very popular and amazing, amazing sports. I love every aspect of it. Um, but I really wanted to focus more on the kids and the families and making sure that the kids are getting the positive you know, life skills that they need to, to grow up, you know, especially with having kids myself and my daughter's 12, almost 13, you know, and she's, you know, just branching out and getting friends and spending the night. And, you know, she's gotten all sorts of social media accounts that she's getting into. So Mm -hmm. I kind of see a little bit more like how the world is a little bit now and what influences there are out there for the kids. And, you know, honestly, a lot of them are you know, it's fun to watch, but you, if you don't understand it, it can be kind of detrimental to some of these kids, you know, who just don't have that mental capacity to know how to deal with, you know, a lot of these things that they're seeing out there yeah. um, and understand that, you know, okay, I know this person is famous for this, but that doesn't mean you should be doing it, you know, <laughs> that type of thing. Or, um, you know, so it, it's just one of those things where there's a lot of other influences out there and I want to make sure that the kids are also getting the most positive influence that they can. And That's I'm awesome. not saying that everything I teach is perfect and this is exactly how your life should be, but uh-huh. I know it worked for me and from a lot of the feedback I've had, it's worked for a lot of other people. So let's just keep running with it and let's just, you know, keep on it with these kids. And because yeah. Parents are busy, you know, they got their own lives and jobs and stuff. And, you know, it's hard to monitor and make sure that their kids are getting the most out of it. And like I said, it takes a village. So if there's, if there's other ways that we can have other people come into the kid's life and have the same values that we want for our kids and heck yeah, go for it. So yeah. that, that's why I've opted to do it more in that style. Yeah. We talked about confidence, respect, discipline. Are there any other important life skills uh, that you guys teach that you care to mention? I think probably my number one life skill that we teach there is perseverance. Okay. Perseverance. Um, you know, it, it's it's just one of those things where I don't care what you do in your life. If you don't have perseverance, man, good luck getting anywhere, you know, because nothing's ever going to work out perfect. There's always going to be setbacks. There's always going to be roadblocks. Um, and it's just how you deal with those and how you push and, and keep going. Um, and, and like I said, you know, I was the same way back in the day. I used to take, you know, failures very hard, you know, to the point where it clouded my judgment and then you'd make more mistakes. So it's just about learning how to, you know, never give up when things are getting tough and, and, and to realize, okay, this is just, you know, this, this isn't 
something that's going to stop me. This is just a little hindrance right now. And it might be a roadblock, but I can always walk a different road or I can always, you know, figure a way around it or over it. Um, and so I think especially nowadays with kids and perseverance, it, it's very important because, you know, society, the whole participation trophy and, you know, every, everybody gets a belt, you know, yeah. whether you, you did it right or not. And, you know, we always want the best for our kids and we always want to keep our kids happy. But I think sometimes we go a little bit too far and we don't get a chance to teach those kids those lessons. For that sure. Life isn't fair sometimes and it's going to suck sometimes and you need to know how to deal with it. You need to know how to keep going, you know, and hopefully being able to teach them young and early will help so that they're not out there in their college days or, you know, and trying to get their first job and, and something goes bad and it just breaks them down, you know, completely. They can't recover. So just, just to try and teach them that, that, that willpower, that, that perseverance to just keep pushing through it, I think is, is probably my favorite and one of the most important life skills that we teach. So I love that word. And I think it's different than like motivation. Let me know if you agree, but I think like uh, listening to this podcast or reading a good book or, or a good week and those things can motivate you. But then sure. once, once um, an obstacle comes in your way, then you lose that motivation and then it, you're down on the dumps again. Exactly. Per- perseverance to me means like it doesn't matter if you're having a good day or a bad day, like you're persevering through whatever you're going through. Yeah. Could, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Motivation is motivation is easy to find. Yeah. You know, you can find motivation everywhere, um, but it, it's different to have that perseverance to keep motivated, pe- keep being motivated to where, Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm motivated to do this. Oh, something happened. Okay, now I'm not motivated anymore. You're right. So, yeah, I, I definitely believe perseverance, especially if it's something that's important to you. Yeah. You, you got to just keep going for it. Yeah. You got to keep going for it. Since we have a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs listening, mm-hmm. talk to us about some of these life skills that you learned and how they've kind of helped you um, starting up a business of your own. Yeah. So, I, I guess one of the biggest things would be, you know, we started and in, in, uh, we signed the lease March. 2020 about a week before every business shut down so during covid and so as we were getting this place going and everything get ready to sign the lease i started hearing about you know this disease that's out there and of course you don't really think too much about it you know yeah um and then all of a sudden it started getting worse and worse and then we're like you know what that's okay everything you know works out in the end and then all of a sudden yes all right we got our own place woohoo and the next week close it down you know and honestly, it wasn't that big of a deal for us because we still had to build the place. We still had to, you know, get in there and, and you know, lay the floor down, lay yep. the mat down, paint, you know, put it, the pro shop in and everything. So for really the three months that all the businesses were required to be shut down, we were going to be shut down anyway because we still had to, you know, get the place ready. Yeah. So in June, um, when, you know, towards the, the beginning of June, when everything was safe to start opening again, we were right there ready to open for our grand opening. But you know, there, the, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried, you know, <laughs> so I'm sitting there, I'm laying the floor down and, you know, and a month later we're still not able to open. And I'm just like, Oh man, what if we're ready to open and we can't, you know, they're just, and we only have so much free period to get in there and build this place before we got to start paying rent. And, yeah. you know, and so that was, that was definitely, definitely a worry of mine. Um, but again, it was just, it was just a hindrance, you know, yeah. I'm like, you know what, that's in the future. I, I don't, I can't control what happens in the future. So I'm just going to keep pushing and keep my agenda going. Yeah. And that's what we did. You know, we, we worked on it. Melissa and I, we, we spent those months just getting the place up and getting it ready so that, you know, as soon as we were able to open, we were going to be just, you know, banging from the beginning. And, you know, that's, that's what we did. And so even though, you know, even to nowadays, it's still not perfect, you know, as far as 
you know, with where we are with the virus and sure. a lot of people being open to go out to places. You yeah. know, there's still a lot of hesitation and stuff. Um, you know, we were we were thankful enough that a lot of students followed me from my old place, came over, um, and then the word of mouth from all the new people coming in, we got a lot of people word of mouth. You know, we, we don't do a ton of advertising. You know, we, we, we want to keep it more of a family feel and stuff, so we're not trying to load our classes up. And so, you know, it's almost been good with COVID not, you know, blowing up too big because, you know, yeah. we're just starting. You know, it's just myself and I have a couple of assistant instructors, but... I know if, you know, all of a sudden 30 people wanted to come in and take a class, that would be really overwhelming. So we're, we're growing slow and steady. So we're, we're very thankful for everything that's been going on. And, um, yeah, that's the big thing is that perseverance right there. You know, a lot of people could, you know, see that as like, oh, this disease is out there and I'm not getting students and I'm not growing like I wanted to. And that's how they, they think of it. And that's all that consumes them. And, and, and it just puts them in that negative mindset. Yeah. And you can't do that. You know, you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta understand it's there, but you gotta figure out what are you going to do about it? You know? And it's like what I told my instructors in my leadership class. I'm like, okay, if there's a problem in the studio that you see and I don't awesome, let me know. But at the same time, I want you to kind of have an idea of what to do about it. Don't just come up to me and say, Oh, we we ran out of white belts. Okay, what are we going to do about that? Well, we ran out of white belts, but I think we can put an order in. Do you want me to put an order in to say, yeah, there you go. You know, that's, you know, not just focusing on the, the negative part of it, but figure out your solution. Realize that, okay, something bad happened. So what? Okay, let's work around it and let's figure out what good can come out of it. And so, yeah, it's just that, that, that motivation. You got to find, find it and you got to understand that there's going to be things that happen, things that are going to, detour you and and kind of bring you down and stuff and you know it's just one of those things where you got to have that mindset and that willpower to just push through it you know it's just that strength of character to you know recognize it but do something about it and you know sometimes that's hard to do but you just got to find a way yeah have you experienced any sort of burnout been doing this since you were five years old um I have I never found really a burnout as far as like the training goes. Uh-huh. Um, I always loved competing. I always loved training and everything like that. But there was some time in my late teens where um, I was teaching a lot of classes, and I remember uh, specifically we had two instructors that uh, that was a brother sister team, and they moved away. Yeah, and it, now it was just me running all the classes, and we had a couple people that were going to start doing some instructing, but yeah. they weren't ready yet. So it was basically me every day for you know a long time and it was only supposed to be a month you know until mm-hmm. they got trained and then it got pushed out longer and longer so i remember getting really burnt out with just teaching classes all the time um because i i wasn't uh also doing things for me you know i felt like i was really tired at the end of the night so i just needed to go home and sleep and get ready for the next day and then back i wouldn't do anything during the day because i knew how tired I was going to be from teaching classes. So I wanted to save my energy, Yeah, you know? And so all, uh, all my focus was just on teaching and, and you know, when you, when you do the same thing over and over again and you don't really feel yourself progressing, you know, that's, that's kind of the definition of a burnout. You're spinning your wheels, but you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's the one time I, I really felt burnt out in it. Um, 
but, uh, but, you know, again, I had great mentors and I had an instructor that could kind of see that I was getting frustrated and really tired and it was wearing on me. So, um, you know, he gave me some great examples. He would actually take me out after classes and he's like, I know you're tired, but you know, screw that. We're going to go to Starbucks. We're going to go play some chess, you know, or, or we're going to go play some racquetball yeah. or, you know, we're, we're just, you know, we're going to do something fun, you yeah. know, or wake up tomorrow morning, me and you, we're going to go hit the skate park or, you know, something just stupid, you yeah. know, that just took my mind off of it, but got me out of that, that rut of yeah. doing the same thing every day. So mm-hmm. that really, really helped. Yeah. And I'm sure now brand new business that, that helps too. It's just oh, kind absolutely. of something different. Oh yeah. You know, and, and it's funny that the same guy that, that helped me out do that also, you know, put it into perspective now. Cause I was talking to him about, you know, I guess my days of doing things new are done. You uh-huh. know, my last thing that I've never done in karate is own my own karate school. And now I've done that. There's right. really nothing new Checked I can do. Checked all the boxes. Exactly. But he's like, no, because now you got to think of it in a different way. Yeah, this might be the last thing new for you, but now you're going to be able to graduate your own black belts, you know, underneath your name. You're going to be able to have your own students go to tournaments and represent you, you know. You're going to be able to throw your own events, you know, in the community that are, you know, under you. So, you know, even though this is the last thing technically for you, figure out other ways to think that you still got new stuff out ahead of you. Still, still got new things that you can do that's exciting and, and motivate you. So it was really cool that when you put that into perspective, I'm like, oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, just because I, you know, because we finally got a studio doesn't mean like I'm done with my career. Yeah. career. There's a lot more stuff to that's do. That's the spirit so. of Kaizen right there. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So the next six to 12 months, uh, where does Kaizen take us? Well, Kaizen, you know, my plan for the, for the studio, um, along with Melissa, you know, we obviously want to continue to grow. Um, we, we have some summer programs that we're doing. Right now, we just started a, a leadership program to where I have some of uh, my older black belts uh, doing some separate classes and training with me. A little bit of it's like staff training, how to become an instructor. Um, a little bit of it is more personal development to, even if you don't want to become a karate instructor, okay, well, let me show you some ways to improve, you know, your life. You know, we go through goal setting, you know, daily regiments, you know, um, time management skills, you know, confidence training, things like that, um, that they can use, you know, if they want to go get a different job, you know, how to interview, how to present yourself, how to communicate better, things like that. So um, that, that's been a big thing that I've been working on and we just got that started. So I'm excited about that. And then um, I know in the fall, I'm very close with a lot of a lot of parents that are in like schools and PTOs and things. And they're all telling me that, you know, schools are going to start to open back up more and do more public stuff and have more community sponsors coming in again because they've been really closed off, yeah. you know, not allowing yeah, a lot of extra people. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're saying, you know, with the vaccine out, hopefully things are getting better. And in the fall, we'll be able to do more, you know, carnivals and and more fundraising and that, yeah. that was one of the big things that really helped me in my last school was we were very close with the community and mm. especially the school systems you know we were always donating to them always trying to run programs and raise money for them so um, hopefully things get back to normal with that we can jump in there and start doing that again I got a lot of people that are like yeah we're, we're ready to have you come back in as soon as we get the thumbs up so yeah. you know I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we can do that and that'll help boost you know student count in there as mm-hmm. well but you know, we're, we're doing great. We're growing slow, you know, and steady and it's perfect. You know, it's, it's, it's comfortable and, and it's positive. So, you know, I, I couldn't be happier with what's going on. So, yeah. yeah. And like I said, in six to 12 months in another year, we're, we're not looking to be a, you know, a huge cry school and fill this place wall to wall with kids, but we want to have, you know, more of a smaller boutique type feel, you know, to where, 
to where we have good relationships with all of our families, you know, and when you have a big karate school, that's hard to do. You know, if you have 300 people in there, it's really hard to build a personal relationship yeah. with everybody. Um, and I think that's very important, you know, so um, we want to keep it a little bit smaller and, and hopefully within a year we're going to hit that number and where we're comfortable, but still able to, you know, have that relationship with everybody and everybody knows everybody and has that family feel. Cause that's, you know, I don't want to be a box store karate school, you know, For sure. I want to, I want it to feel like, you know, I'm not just going to a karate class. I'm going to go hang out with my friends. You know, the parents are going to go and they're going to see other parents that they, you know, are now hanging out with and doing stuff with. Uh -huh. So that that's kind of my goal with it. Yeah, for sure. So, so walk me through your mindset with that vision, because you obviously mm -hmm. have a passion for martial arts and just watching people grow. Um, but obviously you knew with, with owning your own business that there's more to that. There's the back end working on the business. Yeah. Why did you, you know, make that decision that you wanted to, to take that on rather than just find somewhere else to go manage or to be an instructor and teach for someone else? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think the main reason is in my last studio i really got more into personal development myself mm -hmm. um you know recognizing some things that were going on with me and you know how i could make myself better and i think the more that i got into that i kind of figured out how i want to be with my life and my goals and and um you know the way i just want my future to be yeah um and with that was more of you know how i would you know run a studio myself and how i want my students to be and how i want them to act and and I think with learning more about how I wanted to become myself better, I wanted to make sure that I wanted to do that for other kids. And, you know, unfortunately, unless you have that, that perfect person that you're with to that shares this exact same vision and goal with you, it's really hard to get on the same page. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened with my last studio. We just, you know, he, he was a great business owner as well, but we just weren't on the same page yeah. with a lot of things. And so when that opportunity arose and Melissa, you know, presented that opportunity to do that, I, just, I had to jump on it. You know, it was definitely something I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, but again, because I was spending a lot of time working on myself, I felt like now is the perfect time because I, I'm, I'm learning all this stuff that, it's going to help improve me. Why not get that message out to other people too? And yeah. that's always been my main goal is to have the martial arts inspire kids the way that I was inspired to help them uh -huh. out the way that I was helped out. So, um, I felt like it was just a calling to be able to do that. So I'm, awesome. I'm very blessed to be able to. Yeah. When, like one, one thing here, when you're working on yourself, mm -hmm. we all have blind spots. Sure. We're not aware of what we're not aware of, right? Absolutely. Um, how did you become aware of these areas that you needed to work on? Um, you know, it was mainly it, through criticism, you know, honestly. It, it, a lot of people don't know how to handle that the right way. Um, a lot of people are out there where if you tell them, hey, you, you did this wrong, they take offense to it. You know, and I remember hearing a great quote by uh, Matthew McConaughey that if somebody corrects you and you're offended, you have an ego problem, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's, that was kind of me. You know, I was very prideful back in the day because, you know, I'd always been, you know, the top martial artist and stuff. And, you know, if somebody else was like, hey, you're doing good, but you maybe do this better. I'd be, okay, yeah, cool. But, you know, you're not doing what I'm doing. Come on, man. You know, so um, I, I think when I opened myself up to that, to actually taking criticism in a different way. Um, and realizing that, hey, you know, people are doing this not because they're hating me or trying to make fun of me or, you know, trying to put me down, but actually they're trying to, you know, fix me, trying to, you know, do it out of love instead of, you know, 
saying that they're better than me. They're trying to do it because they love me and they want me to get better. You know, and Melissa was one of those people that was really like that too. In the beginning, I was like, man, she's always on me. God, why she always on my case? <laughs> but you know, the more the more that we were together, the more I figured out that like okay, no, she's actually doing it because she wants me to get better. She's sure. seeing faults in me, and yeah. she's one of those people that, you know, will call you on your, your BS and stuff, and, and I don't like being called on my BS <laughs> until recently, you know, and now it's like, yeah, please call me on my BS, so, because it is BS. I yeah. need to make myself better and not be doing that, and mm-hmm. so once I started looking at it that way, it really changed my perspective and opened me up to it more, and it, it's just, it's a confidence thing, it's an attitude thing, um, and it's just, it's a realization that, Look, man, people aren't out, not all people are out to get you. You know, some people are, are genuinely saying this stuff because, you know, they want to help you out. Yeah, and for sure. if, if you take it as, you know, a prideful thing and you get mad at them for it, well, that's that's your problem, man. You're, you're never going to get any better. Yeah. You know, you got to recognize, like you said, there are blind spots that you're not going to be able to see yourself. So when somebody else calls you on it, be like, oh, maybe that's a blind what spot. A gift. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that you're practicing Kaizen in your own personal life. <laughs> that just gets magnified in a business. And, yeah. and one of the challenges that a lot of businesses will have, they'll set up uh, values that, you know, these are our company values, but they don't necessarily incorporate it into their everyday way of living. Sure. And so they just become words on a wall. Right, um, right. But I love the fact that you've adopted this as, as a way of being, uh, this continuous improvement and self-development, yeah. because uh, that will magnify everything that you do in the business. Definitely. Everything you do in the business. It, it's hard too, you know. I mean, it's it, the hardest it, work there it, is. It's hard to stay on it, you know. <laughs> you, you, you try your best, but there are days you slip, but you got to recognize yeah. when you yeah. do and get back on it. And it, even that right there is Kaizen. Realize that, you know, sometimes it's going to be tough, but oh, nope, I need to get back on there. I recognized it so I can improve on it now. So, yeah, I appreciate that. What's the key to like that mindset mindset shift and being able to accept that criticism and not be like offended by it and be able to really take it in and, and improve on it instead? Um, a lot of patience, <laughs> I would think. You know, I've, I've you know, uh, Italian family, so I'm very emotional and reactive and <laughs> yeah. stuff. You know, you know, not not to say that my dad was like, why, you know, this, but you know, I definitely had that to me to where I would react before I would think. Yeah. You know, and so. I tried to teach myself like, okay, don't react right away. Actually listen to what they say and, and just really focus. Okay. Are they doing this? Why are they doing this? You know, are they doing this in a, in a joking way to put me down or are they doing this because they recognize something and they're just trying to call me on Mm -hmm. it, you know? And, and honestly, it's, it's goes back to teaching. I I always had people, you know, say, you know, take it back to teaching. Always think of it as you're an instructor. If you were teaching your student and you called your student out on a move that they were doing wrong, you know, and they reacted in a bad way, how would you feel about it? You know, I'm trying to have that white belt mindset to where maybe I don't know everything. And this person might know a little bit more, see something that I don't see. And so now I, I take, more time to breathe and think about it before I react to it and, and get a better understanding of why it's being said, why it's out there. And For sure. I mean, there are still some times where I'm just like, okay, I think that person was just, you know, just trying to spout off to make themselves feel better. Yeah. You know, yeah. but most of the time, if you do take a step back and look at it from their perspective, you know, here's a four, four different martial arts black belt mm-hmm. and he has a white belt mindset. Yeah. Absolutely. They're powerful. Yeah. Okay, here's here's somebody who has mastered his craft in four different crafts, a national champion, and he has a white belt mindset. <laughs> There's something to that, and uh, and it's I love it. Oh. It's powerful. 
I, I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I feel the the day you stop trying to learn, you know, and feel like you know it all is, you know, what's the point of going on? You know, you should always be open to new things and learning new things and improving. So, okay, Mike, well, we've thoroughly enjoyed every second of this last hour. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, I'm sure awesome. we could <laughs> go for another hour just talking about <laughs> martial arts and just all the skills and talents that you uh, sure. you learn from it. Um, but we know we got to let you get going the rest of your day. So uh, as we're closing up here, we just have a yep. quick game we're going to play with you. All right, let's do um, it. So how it's going to work is we let's have... See if, uh, if you can be a black belt of this. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a list of 20 questions we're going to ask you. Awesome. And they're just going to be rapid fire questions. Kay. And you have a minute on the clock to answer as many of them as possible. All right. So... That's going to be hard because I talk a lot. So I've <laughs> <laughs> been 20 minutes on like one question. But <laughs> try to keep the answer short for this. All right, you got right, it. You want to get us started in three, two... One. Your dream vacation? Uh, Hawaii. First thing you'd buy if you won a million dollars? My parents' mortgage. Your favorite hobby? Softball. Uh, if there was an Olympic competition for everyday activities, what activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal in? <laughs> um, oh, that'd be cool. Uh, longest talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a song you've been jamming to lately? Hmm. Uh, fearless. Uh, if you would be a hundred, would you rather have the mind or the body of your prime self? Hmm. Oh man, <laughs> uh, mind or body at a hundred? Probably, probably the mind. Favorite yeah. holiday? Halloween. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Rocky Road. Favorite fictional character? Hmm. Wait, fiction is the true one, right? False. <laughs> False. False one. Okay. Like one okay. of the Avengers. Oh, Superman. gotcha, gotcha. Oh, I'm an anime fan, so I gotta say Goku. Okay. Favorite smell? Oh, there's no time. Oh, man. <laughs> you can answer it if you want. Favorite smell? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> at cinnamon, you know. Love that new car, cinnamon smell. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> when they wash there your car. Go. Cool. <laughs> um, well, Mike, before we close up, take a second and let our audience know where they can find out more about you, connect with you, uh, even come in if they want to uh, come take yeah, a martial arts yeah, class. Yeah, sure. So uh, our website is is the best. It's kaizen k a i z e n uh, hyphen a z dot com. Um, on there, you can you know check out the studio, pictures, read more about it. Um, you know see a lot of things that kind of get you a good idea of what we do there's also you can you can uh, click on there to try out some introductory classes and things like that as well um, I know we have on there right now a two-week free special to come in try it out see if you like it on there um, also our Instagram is something it's always <laughs> I, you know with every social media I always forget which one it is let's see here <laughs> it is kaizen underscore martial arts underscore az okay there's actually a few other Kaizens out in the country, so we had to, <laughs> had to be creative with that right. one. Yeah, and then uh, you always give us a call, 480-262-6146. I'm always on the phone, so yeah. Awesome. And I know you have a little special offer for our listeners. Could you tell them about that as yeah, well? Yeah, absolutely. Any of your listeners, if you guys call in or register for any of our introductory classes, you know, just mention that, you know, you guys and the local hustlers and um, we'll actually hook you guys up with an entire month of free karate. You know, come on in, try it out, make sure it's something that's a good fit for you and your family. We'll also get you guys, you know, free uniform and everything too. So basically a whole month of doing it and you know, we just want to make sure you guys like it and it's, it's the right thing for you. That's yeah. always what we're up for. So 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's a great deal. Yeah. Hope people take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, Nothing to lose there. Right. <laughs> just from the salary, I can just tell what a cool guy you are. And I feel like you probably just have the perfect mix of, of love and discipline towards your students. And yeah. I'm sure it's it's awesome. I appreciate that. I, I do my best, man. Yeah. <laughs> I do okay. my best and try and get better all the time. So. That's what we're all doing. Cool. Well, thanks again for uh, taking time out of your day to come talk to us. Oh, man. This was it. great. You guys are amazing. Made me feel super comfortable. This was, this was awesome. I appreciate it. For yeah. sure. All right. Well, thanks again. And we'll catch you all next week. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, if you or someone you know is an entrepreneur in the East Valley, we'd love to have you on the show. Please get in touch with us by emailing us at localhustlerspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at localhustlerspodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for the latest news and updates. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button. It lets us know how we're doing and helps us grow so we can reach more locals, entrepreneurs, and help small businesses grow. Thanks, guys.